0: Welcome to Habs Unfiltered. This independent podcast is featured on the Hockey Writers and iHeartRadio bringing you honest and unfiltered entertainment and discussion on the Montreal Canadiens and Hockey News. Your hosts, Matt Smith, Craig Wilson, and Blaine Putney are proud to be one of your trusted sources. If you are talking about it, so are we. And welcome to Habs Unfiltered, episode 291, and I am your host, Blaine putt joined up by my
1: co-host, Matt Smith. Good evening. And Treg Wilson. Afternoon.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, we're recording here live on YouTube. Uh, It is officially 11.22 p.m. Atlantic time. On the seventeenth of November, uh, the Canadians and the Blue Jackets just finished. I guess what could be called a shootout. I guess I didn't see a lot of defense out there, so there was no defense. There was no defense on either side. Um. So anyway, this uh, this post game episode, we'll talk about the Columbus game a little bit. There's a few other things we can cover as well. We could uh, get into a little bit about Ducharme's criticism of Martin St. Louis' power play. And, hell, we'll just shoot the breeze for a little bit, and uh, that should be it. So why don't we just kick it off right away before we get into the Columbus game. We'll talk about Dom Ducharme uh, going on the air and complaining about Martin St. Louis' power play. Did you guys see any of that?
2: nope didn't say it i actually can't say that i did
0: uh all right well it was on french media so i guess that's probably why that would be why but (laughs) essentially he was um criticizing the canadians power play which let's be honest is not
1: that good it's better than it was last year under dom ducher not arguing that Actually, it's
3: better now God. than it was at the beginning of the season. Being beginning of the season went 0 for 18. At least now it's. It's Somewhere. got a little bit more of a structure now.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, hell, they even had a power play goal tonight.
2: They did. Hmm. Off a guy that normally Anderson. doesn't produce on the power play.
1: Or play on the power play.
2: Or play on the power play, exactly.
1: And it took them three whole seconds to score a goal.
3: So that's actually. I thought the power play looked good. They just didn't get the chances. They they were trying to set up Suzuki or or Caulfield too much, and they didn't really shoot. They just passed it around trying to get the one of those two free up for 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 a quality shot. And I mean, Caulfield almost had one on the cross ice pass. He just missed
0: the net. I,
1: yeah
0: yeah pretty much. They were um up until. I'd say the last two weeks the power play has been extremely predictable but at least in the last week or so last week and a half they've mixed things up a little bit it's not just one shooter anymore it's two maybe three although they really need to figure out that last man on the blue line that high man Hoffman Hoffman keeps giving away pucks um it was that five on five, but we also saw Jack Eye gave up some uh, gave up the puck on the blue line when he was the last man back. Um but he also and he's been used in. on the power play. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, mm-hmm. I agree. He made a good play coming back, but he's been used on the power plays that the uh, the anchor on the power play on the blue line. Anyone who's there is gonna have to play a little bit more safe they're they're constantly keying in on that one player because they're playing the one three one, and defenses know that the Canadians power play isn't as aggressive as it should be. So if you key on that one man, then you can clear the zone right.
2: A good thing about Jack eye though, and I'll just, I'll just bring this up really quick, he's really good at getting shots to the net
1: Oh well, absolutely. That's why he's on the
2: power play he he's very good at getting at getting pucks through traffic and he you know he's got a couple goals to score for or he's scored a couple goals because of it
3: um in, who's normally on that back there that Huffman took over cuz and got injured but him and Drewen are probably the worst people to have back there because as soon as they lose the puck you it's might pretty well all over yeah it. at least with Jack Guy, on the second line he can probably get back or at least do something to get back when he gets back there yep. but uh or you're absolutely, try. or at least try. You're you're absolutely right. It, it's very predictable. You know they're either going to Caulfield or Suzuki, um. Whereas before it was just Caulfield or just Shea Weber, when he right. when he played. So you always knew where it was going to go. Um, but they don't have a a third guy there that's a threat, really. Like it's Caulfield or Suzuki, Caulfield or Suzuki, right. But I do find if they can keep the zone, they're their zone passing and their zone, you know, looks good. They just, I don't know, they're they're just scared to shoot. Like they're, they're, they're afraid unless they actually have a goal or have a, have a, you know, they, they just don't shoot it. And I think on the power play, you should create chaos. Like you should start shooting that puck more, uh, especially against uh, Kiprasalo tonight, who was giving up a rebound on everything. Um, then that guy in the bumper can, you know, maybe pot, plug in a rebound or, or do something. And I found they just don't do that unless they have a clear shot on net. Yeah, they it's are, either a clear
2: or, a clear shot or a clear lane.
3: Yeah, or right? they just or, don't or, or a
2: one or a one timer opportunity to Caulfield or yeah. something. That's that's really
3: all they go for. Yeah, yeah, like they don't try to create any type of chaos in front of the net or try to, uh, you know, or try to get someone in behind the net or try. You know what I mean? Like they just the defense is in their box and they just kind of throw it around the zone hoping to get someone open
1: right yeah but it's for Makes Ducharme
3: but no. for, for Ducharme to say
2: anything really like his time with the canadians when he finally took over in the first full year with the team it wasn't anything to write home about like it was it was it was awful and it was it ended up being just one of the worst <laughs> worst years in Canadians' history. And it was rough being a fan to watch. So for him to come out and criticize really anything is, you know, he's just trying to find, he's just trying to get back in the limelight. That's all he's trying to do.
3: I mean, I'm not going to take it away from anything from Ducharme. I think Ducharme's a pretty. Good coach, just the team that he had and the situation he had just wasn't. But this isn't the first time he's come out and said something about the organization. Like he also said, well, if he would have known they didn't care about winning, he wouldn't have tried to win. I mean, you weren't winning when you were trying to win, so I don't understand. Right. I don't understand that argument. Right. Um. Another job somewhere else, which again, I can't blame him. Yeah. Um. Dujar makes a good
2: assist. Sure, he's going to get one. All right? Ducharme makes a good assistant. Yeah, he does. And uh, I, I liked him when he was an assistant, but it just, uh, the systems that he was trying to implement, they were junior systems that don't work at the NHL
3: level. So.
0: I don't know if he's, he was using anything all that different than what we're seeing now. He was getting, he was getting defensemen to engage offensively he was getting guys to uh, try to try to do that breakout play that they constantly do try to go rush up ice Uh, but he was unable to get a cycle going on a regular basis because he couldn't get in the zone as often because the defense that he had on hand were not quite as mobile he had Jeff Petrie and 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 uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Shea Weber, but he was not he was not the kind of defenseman that was there to generate a transitional play. He was there to clear the zone and then once the puck was in the other zone, get shots on net. Right.
3: I, I think DeSharm's problem was is he had the offense blocked in a system you're going to go here. You're going to go here. You're going to go here. And this is what you're going to do. Whereas St. Louis, exact. whereas St. Louis has them. This is what we want to do. But if you find something better while you're out there, you know, you have the skill, you have the talent, go use it. Yeah. He's letting the players play to their ability. I, I don't care how you use it. Just go use it. Right. Yeah. Whereas Ducharme was like, Nope, you're going here and you're going here. And that's where you're going to go. Right. right. Because this is my system and this is going to work. And when it doesn't work, According to some players, he wasn't listening to when they're saying this isn't working. Like yeah. I'm, I don't, I don't work well in this. Yeah. Can I do something different? And St. Louis uh, is working with the players. He's saying, well, what, what do you think? Like, what, what do you think you're better at or not better at? And then they're they're working together. And I think they didn't have that with Ducharme. But right. Ducharme, I think, was an old school type coach. Tarian and Julian were the same way, and his mentors or the people he worked under were they were like that and. That's fine. That can work. That can work in some systems. Now, if he, say for some reason, keep got fired and Ducharme got fired on by Toronto, I think he would do okay in Toronto. I really do. Because when he had a talented team in Halifax, he was dominant. He was a dominant coach. He knows how to coach skillful players. Because skillful players are easy. Go here, do your thing. Go here. And I think if you had a team like Toronto or a team with a lot of skilled players on it, mind you, any coach could probably coach a team with lots of skilled players on it to success. Um, Except for DJ I, Smith. <laughs> yeah, but DJ Smith <laughs> has a bunch of guys that just flop around on the ice. That's and, true. <laughs> <you> know, Sheldon <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Well, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like uh, I, I think Dom Ducharme would be successful in Toronto. I really do. I don't know if he'd win a cup, but uh, I think he would be
0: successful. Maybe a playoff series, maybe. Maybe. I mean he won one with Montreal with no talent. Supposedly.
3: Well, he won two and then Richardson won the other.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Um I mean, all right.
3: He did have a goalie you could stop a yeah. though, so
0: yeah. See, I think that's the that's the the crux of the whole thing. You're only as I can show you a good coach when I can point to a good goalie.
1: Yeah. But on the power play side, just to wrap this up a little bit,
0: I I don't understand the criticism. It's a team in transition. They're rebuilding. They're trying new things, and yet the power play is still producing at a higher rate than under Ducharme. So I understand the criticism as in it's not really up to snuff yet, but he might not be the best voice for that.
3: If you're wondering, the power play went from 11.8
1: three weeks ago to 15.9. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but
0: when you're thinking of statistically speaking, that that's a significant rise so and
3: they're still 29th in the league but the point is that's a significant they're not 31st anymore yeah that that's a four that's a that's a four percent rise which is pretty which really relatively speaking is pretty good right considering they were 0 for 18 to start season
0: yeah and four percent
1: rise for any middle-aged man is that's a big deal Matt would know. Before we move on, 110% <laughs> rise. Yeah.
0: He's still young. Yeah. Uh, but before we move on to uh, talking about the Columbus game, I just want to remind our listeners to check out seatgiant.ca. Use the code unfiltered20, get 35% off of your purchasing fees. Go to uh, nonamehockey.co and you can use the code haps10 to get 10% off all your purchases of custom made hockey equipment. It's excellent equipment. It's even helped me score some goals. It's impressive. Uh, and finally our friends over at Boxing Rock Breweries, Puck Off Loggerdale. It's a delicious post game carb- carbonated drink to share with your friends after playing some really bad beer league hockey, or good. I mean, maybe you're good. Bad or good, doesn't matter. The night's not complete until you have a puck off Loggerdale. So, moving on to the Columbus game. Trey, you had one more thing, didn't you?
3: Oh, I was just going to add the, uh, if you want uh, workout gear, lift off the uh, apparel.ca. Uh we you get a 20% discount, I think, with us if you use the code unfiltered. It's 15 or 20. I can't remember. Probably 15. I'll say 15. Use the code uh, unfiltered, you get a 15% discount.
1: No okay.
0: All righty. So the Columbus game. The Canadians decided to continue uh with their bakery that they had going against the New Jersey Devils and made all kinds of turnovers delicious delicious turnovers that the blue jackets just just ate right
2: up i was wondering where the hell you were going with that then i was like it's all coming together it's all coming together i like this (laughs) if you're in the trenton area head over to Wanamaker's bakery they have some delicious delicious turnovers You better ad, be getting some free turnovers yeah, yeah. on that ad placement. <laughs> I wish you better be eating for free. <laughs> I'd be, I'd live
1: there if I could. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't blame you. Now, the game
0: looked a little bit out of hand at the end with a 6 4 final, but with the empty net, didn't really help much. Um, so the the Canadians lose the game outright. And they are now at an even 500 at eight eight and eight eight and one. Unfortunately, they lost to a Columbus team that they they look like the Canadians from last season. All their best players are out hurt. Most of them, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're they're in disarray. Yeah, it looks like they're they're in line to become the second 32nd place team ever. So losing to that team kind of hurts a little bit, especially the way they lost. Matt, what did you see in the game that let's, let's start with the negatives and then we'll move over to positives after. So Matt, what did you, one thing in the game that you saw, you just did like. Just, it was just sloppy
2: defensive coverage from start to finish. Um, way too many open open opportunities for Columbus to just skate in and do what they wanted to do. Um, they were able to get second opportunities, um just poor positioning, poor coverage, and the majority of the goals that were scored were based off of mistakes that the Canadians made. It was based off of turnovers or even that first goal. Like I, I tweeted it out um all these kind of goals they fuck it they happen to the canadians it's just like a bounce off of the boards hits a player and it's in the back of the net or it bounces off a ref and then goes in the net or something you know what i mean like it's it's those kind of goals that uh it, we saw the same thing against new jersey the first two goals that went in the the first two goals that went in right so um actually no that wasn't that game that was the game before correction um but but it was just it was just sloppy that's if i could say one word to just just to define this game was just sloppy overall it was for both teams but obviously we're a canadian show very sloppy performance i'm just happy
1: that it wasn't reverse retro night um because then it really would have looked bad So in looking at the Canadians
0: stats-wise, they um they outshot the Blue Jackets by quite a margin. Uh, it was 42 to 29 were the shots for the Canadians. When you outshoot an opponent like that, you're expected to win, especially when you have a Corsi 4 percentage at the end of the game of 55.9 approximately. So it it shows that they had control of the possession quite often, but a quick look at the expected goals for percentage and you see why the Canadians fell so far 40%. Yeah. That's the expected goals for percentage. So they, they outshot Columbus, but they didn't generate a lot of high danger scoring chances. Yeah. Well, Treg and I, everything Treg- was to the outside.
2: Treg and I were discussing this off air, um, and I'll I'll pass this to Treg. Um, The discussion was more or less: Corpusallo let up a hell of a lot of rebounds the
3: Canadians just couldn't capitalize on. Well, nobody went to the net. Like he was like, all their shots were from the outside. He'd give up a rebound, and everyone would still be on the outside. So it's like they they do their little passing. I found they passed a lot too. They, they again, they were looking for that perfect. They were looking for that perfect shot or that perfect whatever. Like, and when you have a goalie giving up that many rebounds, just shoot it. One guy shoots it, everyone goes to the net. You know what I mean? It, it's gonna, I mean, I did notice as the game went on the Columbus defenders started collapsing into the center, which would, you know, would make it harder just because they knew he was giving up all these rebounds. So they started, but if earlier on Montreal would have capitalized more on that or, or did that more. This would have been a totally different game. Yeah, and this was uh, a winnable game. Oh, it was very it was absolutely winnable. absolutely a winnable game. Um, like for the first ten minutes, the first period, Montreal—it was all Montreal, all Montreal. I think it was yeah. shots were nine to one or nine to two or something, something like that. And then it just, like you said, got so so sloppy. The passing was sloppy. The 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 offensive uh, the even the offense was sloppy because they were just throwing it around. You do, you do, do they'll take a shot or they take a shot by a bad angle. The rebound will come out. Everyone will just watch the rebound. Then they'll get the puck back. Cause Columbus couldn't for some reason clear the puck at all. They look again, they look like Montreal all from last year. They couldn't get it out of their own zone at all. Right. And, but Montreal would get it and then take a stupid silly shot with a rebound. Nobody there for the rebound. Or, um, I noticed, uh, Harris looked lost last year. I mean, he scored a goal. He did score a goal with a nice goal, did. but he looked lost. And I'll give it to him. I think that was the first game I've noticed that he didn't play very well all season, personally. Um, I think there's a couple others, but he didn't look this bad in any other one. I mean, I don't think Jackeye was all that great. And here's two guys that really got to start stepping up their game because within a week, one of them's going back. to Laval. Yep. Unless a trade's made, right? right. Or Right. so you would think those two now mind you i might be a bit biased because i'm a fan of jack guy i thought he had a better game than harris i think um, he did too because when he did make the mistake at that blue line in the first period he got back and prevented not yeah. only did he prevent the guy from getting the shot he also blocked they passed the second blocked the shot pass. attempt yeah. he blocked the pass so yeah. i'll give him that but he's still i mean and and let's be honest jack guy is the I don't want to say least skilled, but he's the uh, yeah, I guess that's the right way to say it. He's the least skilled of Harris and Gooley and uh Kova Kovasevic. You know what I mean? So you would kind of expect that from him. Yeah.
2: Well, with uh, well, with Kovacevic, the 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 issue is is they don't want to lose the guy on waivers if they try to put him
3: down, right? And in so. all honesty, and I was talking to Andrew Berkshire about this on Twitter, Kovacevic has been the most steady defenseman. Since he got there. Yeah, he's made some like, mistakes, like, but overall, I, he's
2: been pretty steady.
3: I can't really pick out a game where you can look at and go, oh, man, that guy's terrible. I can see yeah. why Weidman's been sitting. Yeah. Uh, because everyone's playing well. Now, the last New Jersey, we can go and say, you know what? Jersey was just too fast. Yeah. New Jersey did get, not give Montreal, and the young guys, enough time to even react. And that's why they lost that game. And that's fine, because that's what we want to see Montreal do in a year or two. That's going to be our team. New Jersey is going to be what our team hopefully will be in a year or two. Um, but in this game, there's there's no excuses for that because Columbus is terrible. Yeah, they, another they have thing. Nobody. Another thing I noticed in this
2: game, and as you said, um, adding on to, it, they had nobody. They were without their number one goalie. They were without Lyonnais. They were without Warinsky. Um, but what what I what I noticed is um, when the referee got hurt. Then all of a sudden you're running you're running a one ref system or a three ref system but one, one official two linesman. Uh, all of a sudden it was just a flood of it was a flood of penalties and then there was nothing in the first nothing in the third.
1: Yeah. Was,
3: right. And it was, I was like, okay, you know, call your quota. I, right? I, I think no, I think maybe that ref was saying, I'm by myself. I'm gonna start calling shit yeah. so that they know, right, that hey, I can, I'm, I need to control this game. Right. So I kind of understood why maybe there was a rash of penalties because he was like, okay, I'm calling this, I'm calling this game very, very tight because I'm by myself. So, and then they, maybe these guys will get, okay, this guy's going to call every little thing we better. And I think it worked. Right. Um, So I'll give that. I mean, I don't know, Blaine, maybe you would know, would a linesman step up to be a second ref in that situation? Or is it just one ref, two linesmen?
0: One ref, two linesmen. Uh, okay. And, and the calls he was making kind of go in line with what you're saying. He was trying the to same show calls. That, yeah. Yeah. This is what I'm going uh, to, this, I'm not going to tolerate this. Anything outside of that, you're okay. Yeah. And, and it seemed to work because the teams kind of calmed down a bit. I just find it odd that, excuse me, this morning, Boquist was announced as being out long term. So that's another defense when they lost. And then Jake Bean they, as well. I think half their team, half their team is already out hurt. And then the referee gets yeah. hurt in their rink. Yeah. Like everyone's getting hurt.
2: Right. What did you uh what you guys think about the fight? Between Jack Eye and uh I thought it was, Oliver. I thought it was pretty even and then Jack Eye fell. Yeah. I didn't like he, the I didn't like the punch after the fact from Oliver when he was on the ground. I didn't like that. I know it's part, you know, it's part of, it's part of a fight. It's part of, uh, you know, but it's, I don't know. I thought
3: it was just a little bit cheap. I, I think if anyone sits there, I think it was even. I think Jack, I had him to start because he went at him pretty quick. And then once they separated a bit, I think Oliver had a little bit of a reach on him. Yeah. Um, but then Jack, Eye just fell. Like you could yeah. tell he, he literally. He just slipped right. backwards and fell. And that was the that was the end of the fight. So right. I know everyone claims the first guy to go down is the loser, yeah, but yeah, I don't, I yeah, don't yeah. think there was a winner or a loser. I don't think yeah. we, I don't, he didn't sweep the floor with him. Like he did uh buddy Cassian. there from Ottawa with Cassian. Cassian. With Cassian, yeah, Cassian but, yeah. Yeah. From Edmonton.
1: Yeah. Or no Ottawa. I didn't, it was I Ottawa. didn't know about
0: the timing.
2: No, Cassian, the timing was there. The Cassian was, in was Arizona. Lot.
0: It was it Arizona. Was. Yeah, it was.
2: it was, it was right after a goal. Uh, it's right at the, the end of the period yeah all the momentum was on the last face off it was a little bit odd for timing but you gotta think like when in Craig brought this up jack i harris these guys are trying to show themselves that, or show the show the coaching staff show the general manager we belong that we belong on this team right harris had the goal had some uh defensive issues jack i threw a guy into the bench <laughs> he had a fight he, you know, had an assist. he had an assist. <laughs> he 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 um, made up for some of these defensive issues that uh, that he came up with uh, or that he had that Greg brought up. Um, it's going to be a hard decision. And like I, I ran a poll on on Twitter, and uh, Weidman was the one over fifty percent of the vote saying this is the guy that go should go to Laval, But I can't see unless it's a trade that's been made for Weidman, I can't see them putting him on waivers he's a veteran guy he's stepped up he's too um, strong
3: of a seventh six, seventh seventh
2: he is he to, is to he's, a, he's right he's he's a, he's a strong defenseman at a six seven role he's a veteran guy he wants to be there in Montreal and I I, I look back at when Jack I took that um, took that penalty that led to the uh, the penalty shot and he was just hanging his head on the bench and it was Wyman that came over and calmed him down and, like, they need players like that in the locker room. They need players like that around the team. So I would not want to lose him, say, on waivers. Um,
3: you know, a, tra- a trade a whole different a whole different story. Because he's league minimum, too. So it's not like anyone who needs a little bit of an offensive defenseman wouldn't pick him up. He had right. 27 points last year. So it's right. not like he didn't do anything last year. Right. Right. Um, it's going to be a hard
2: decision. But, like, Matheson's not going to sit. Like, as soon as he's ready to play, he's in the lineup. Yeah, and they're not gonna put a
3: forward down. They're not gonna, they're not gonna play with eight eight defensemen. No, I mean the only thing that's gonna save them now is that Druins out and Armia's out, and they didn't really all they called up was Pitlick. So they still have one spot open. Um so really right now they could go with eight defensemen until Armia's ready to come back, and then they still gotta make the decision who to. I don't know, maybe Evanson gets traded to Toronto.
1: Sure. Look how well Jamie Ben's playing, Jordy Ben. Jordy Ben. Jamie
2: Ben is playing pretty good, though. That's (laughs) what I meant. (laughs) That's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about.
0: (laughs) Sure. I I guess uh, Edmondson would would be a good target for them, but. I don't see them wanting to give up what the Canadians are going to ask for. No,
3: I, I'm just throwing... I, I think if they're going to trade a defenseman, Edmondson is the most uh, viable defenseman for them to get a good return back, is is, is all I'm saying. He he is... unless they that they're willing the, to move. That they're willing to move. It, like, they're not going to trade any of the young guys. They're not trading Masson. No. Maybe Savard, but I don't think anyone's really looking at Savard on their... Although Savard, I don't think he's having a bad year. I really don't. For a guy playing uh top line top pairing minutes for a bottom pairing defenseman right um but they don't want to give yeah. up anyone else so none of the young guys no. are going No, nope. the four of the young guys aren't going weidman might have some interest who knows i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see in a week sure so with
2: with dad coming i've come dad i'm gonna get to that now with drew being injured armia being injured guys have started to, st- to step up and Dadnov is one of them. Like I, I talked to Berkshire as well. And I said, like, this guy's pretty much has to get going. Like get like either get gets on that line or throw this guy, you know, throw this guy on, on, uh, on the, in the, in the press box. And the last few games, he's been very noticeable. He's got a goal, but. um He's hit the post a couple times. Yeah. He's been, he's kind of been all over the last couple of games and we saw it again tonight. Anderson's another one. He could come back from his
3: suspension and, I think he's been great since he's been back. Dadunov's been up and down, was up and down the game against Columbus. Like, he he had a few good shots, and a few times you just shook your head at what are you doing? But yeah. uh, I think that's Dadunov's overall game anyway. Right. Um, I mean, he's a 20-25 goal scorer. There's no way he should just have one goal. Um, I think Montreal's biggest issue is is they have one line, and they don't have the right people to match up with the rest of the lineup. I think that's the problem. I think that's yeah. why you have a guy like Dadanov and Huffman and that struggling because they don't have a good enough. Now, Anderson, Monaghan looked really well together today, I thought. Um, now, who's with them? Huffman? No. Or Dadanov? Dadanov. And then
2: yeah. it's uh, Dvorak, Gallagher, and Huffman. Yeah. See,
3: I don't think that line's very good at all, even though it had the most points tonight. Um, I don't know. I, 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 Montreal just has a, a team where, for some reason the other it's lines lot, no matter what they do the other lines just don't click yeah well it's a lot they, of extra they, it's a lot of extra pieces
2: and then but, it's just trying to put those extra pieces together to yeah. try to make something work
3: and and a lot of the players are the same type player they're like a one-dimensional same type player so different players yeah. that do three different things and it's working yeah. whereas Gallagher and or Gallagher Huffman and Dvorak all do the same thing Right. Huffman shoots. At Gallagher and Dvorak just crash the net as much as they can. That's it, <laughs> right? Monahan, Anderson, Anderson's the power forward. Monahan's the pastor, and then Dadanov is there. And I don't know. I don't know until they find a another line. Till they move Slavgoski, I think up. You're, you're going to have Slevcowski. I think got to have more. But who do you take off? Who do you, who do you move down for Slevcowski
1: to move up? That's the thing. So oh, that's a tough call. It would have to be tough call. It
3: would have to be Dadenov or Hoffman, because you're you, yeah. You, I'll tell I'll tell you right now. They have off and Hoffman where they are, because they're trying to sell them. Yeah. Counting that right now, yeah. Especially Dadenov. Yeah, I think slavosky with Anderson and Monahan would be a great line.
2: And that's what I've been asking for. You got all guys that are. That they have some size, they'll shoot the puck. I think that it would be an effective line, yeah. and Monahan, they would get and they would get better yeah. matchups.
3: Monahan would would do it all. Uh, Anderson's your goal guy, and Slavkovsky an excellent passer. Yeah, uh, he can score with goals, an under with uh, a very underrated shot. Yeah, but I think he can pass better than he can score. I think everyone just looked at the Olympics and went, "Oh, this guy's a goal scorer." I think he's more of a playmaker. Um, and uh, he got his first assist by the way tonight. Yeah so everyone knows um i think that would be a great line i just think it'd be good like i understand uh martin saint Louis. like i want to bring this guy up slowly you know like he's getting more power play time now he's you know slowly integrating him more into the game um but i think it's time to make that step up but you get like you said dad and i was playing very well huffman's playing well lately like who do you move you're not moving gallagher to the fourth line you're not moving anderson to the fourth line so it's right. going to be dad
2: what's, what's to gonna end dad happening to happen. is the next healthy player that's going to command is likely going to be armia as he's skating right now which just he's not ready to be right. back into a into a game and you're probably gonna see Armia take Pizata's spot and it'll be in our Ar- Armia Slavkowski
3: Evans fourth line. And that's a terrible line. That's a terrible line because Evans for some reason has no points one point, one assist, and Armia has nothing. So I mean you're 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 not looking at your fourth line to be this big scoring line, but for Slavoski, he needs someone, you know, to to. to... But we'll see at least he's not being uh benched uh, eight games well, in a row so yeah <laughs> with
0: his, with slavkovsky uh saint louis is he is taking it along slowly and he is having him sit there and watch video as well and one of the players that he is watching is uh miko rotten i think that's a that's a good player for him to be watching to be honest um That's the type of player you want uh, for Slavkovsky to become, that kind of player. So he's watching that video, and while he only had about 10 and a half minutes in the game against Columbus tonight, he had some pretty good moments. He he got an assist on that goal. Uh, I think that was the first goal the fourth line has scored in, what, like 27 years? it's It's been a while. And, of course, of course, Suzuki gets the primary assist on that one goal. But it started by the pressure that Slavkovsky was placing on the defender in the corner. And that's what you want to see from him.
3: and, and you well, want to see more
0: his,
3: He's using his body better and he and he's using uh, he is. And, and and I think that's what St. Louis wanted him to start doing more before he i don't think saint louis is worried about his offensive production i think he's worried about all the no. other facets of his game and i think Slavkowski is the right guy to do that with because he just wants to get better no matter how it happens he just wants to get better and if that's the case then you know i'm not against what he's doing with Slavkowski. like i'm not you know i just think it's time we're 16 17 games into the season I think it's time for him to take that next step to the third, at least the third line.
2: Especially if you know that you're stay, you're keeping this guy for the season. Yeah. That's really looking they didn't they, they let they, they burn the uh they burn the year of his contract, et cetera. They'd rather they'd rather right. throw Pitlick down to the minors. If they're yeah.
3: they're willing to almost lose Pitlick to Waivers, then they're willing to you know they're keeping him.
1: Yeah,
2: it may be time to do to do that. And I and I do agree with that line. I think, I think that would be a, a very yeah. solid line.
0: What would that line be called? uh Anderson there's gotta be a name for it Monahan
3: and
1: Mass the Mass line the Sam line the Rocky Mountain line <laughs> I, I just think I
2: just think that it would it would produce you got guys with big bodies you got guys that can pass I, I, I think it would work and I and I and as I said they would be they wouldn't be playing against top competition
0: noise
3: all right so it'd be a big line that's for yeah. sure Okay. It would be a big line. Imagine that line out with uh, Gouley and jackeye paired up on the on the back end. <laughs> I will say this. I do like the defensive pairings. I think they're working well.
0: Yeah, we talked about this the last yeah. episode, and uh, it, the Gouley and Savard pairing, I wouldn't want to change. Uh, granted, they're playing up a little bit higher, while Savard is definitely playing higher than where he should be.
1: But, but I don't have an issue. He
0: needs that, that veteran.
3: I don't have an issue with the Edmondson and Jack. line either.
0: No, but who's going to play with Matheson then.
3: See that.
2: It's going to be tough. Wait, we talked again. We talked about this last show. It's going to be tough. And the one that's probably the easiest to. Unfortunately break up would be the, the Jack eye
0: line. It's going to be Matheson Edmondson. And. In- i think, so, I, think
3: yeah. I think jack is going to laval if i'm being honest um and, and he'd be a, see, and, and, and he'd be a top pair guy there he'd be a top pair in laval right play
2: him with they're they're going to play him with i, don't know, I personally think i don't
3: know uh uh hull has his time starting to run out in laval because um, laval is not playing very well at all yeah. um they're defensively they're terrible um which is not odd because most of their defensemen are offensive defensemen. So for them to be kind of weak in the defensive zone isn't? Uh, I'm not. You're like, okay, that may kind of make sense because you have Norlander, you have Baron, you yeah. have uh, Liskinen, um, Dello or whatever his name is, and you know like Shuneman, Shuneman, Shuneman. Like their top guys are often more offensively minded defensemen than they right. are defensively right. minded. So um so you get jack eye down there you're gonna have a guy who's gonna throw the body around he's gonna like jack not bad in his own zone like he makes his mistakes he makes more mistakes than the other guys but he's also like i said he's not also not as far along as the other guys are in his development so uh, but anyway unless there's a trade made or they decide to throw weidman on waivers and Hope he doesn't uh, get picked up. I uh, I see I being the guy going down. Although if Harris keeps playing like he did last night, you never
0: know. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. Um, so th- at least in that game, some of the po- the positives. I want to finish off the show with a couple of positives because <sighs> the last couple of games, the Canadians have been they've been outclassed, and then they. Then they played sloppy so it's it's not been a very good week so far but I'm not I'm not upset I, I prefer that they lose games like this now and learn from them if they can learn from what they did wrong and then apply them to the the following games uh like they play Saturday night at home you want you want them to play a better game you don't want them doing what they did tonight. So if they can pull that off, great. That'd be awesome. But we're, we're seeing, we're seeing young guys make mistakes. We're seeing young guys play a little sloppy. Some of the veterans are as well. Unfortunately, those veterans are the ones that are trying to sell, but the good side of this is we're seeing, well, it's not linear direct growth. We're seeing positive growth amongst all the players, They're slowly moving up like it's, you know, like a like a stock code, like a stock market. uh, Graph up, down, up, down, up, down, but it's on a linear pace up. That's best I can do at this point. I can't say I'm upset about the
2: loss tonight. I'm more disappointed because it was a winnable game. From start to finish. Oh, cool, the
0: disappointed dad. Right?
2: Oh. And when you when you outshoot your opponent 42 to 28 and you control a lot of the play, even despite your maybe your mishaps, you should probably still walk away with the W. Um, my final my final thought on this is uh I'm happy to see guys like Anderson scoring, putting the puck in the net. Um uh, uh, Gallagher got a, a goal tonight. Dvorak put up a couple of assists. They're getting some secondary scoring, which is which is good when the when the big guy when, not when the big guys, but in the big line isn't 100 uh, percent producing. And uh, they only had the goal the goal tonight from Suzuki, and then the primary assist on the Harris goal. Um, I'm liking what I see from the team. I'm just hoping they tighten things up come Saturday against the Flyers. And uh, hopefully they get back in the win columns. You don't you know you win three games in a row. you lose against uh, one of the top teams in the league and the devils. and then uh, you have a stinker against uh, one of the worst. Uh, you know they they need to they need to throw they need to put things together. and I, and and I hope that it's going to be a better outcome on Saturday.
3: Frank. I just like the fact that all four goals are secondary scoring. The first line didn't score any goals. I know Suzuki had a goal and assist, but he was on the ice with other line mates, not his uh, normal ones at the time. So uh, that's what I like about it. Like you said, Gallagher and Dvorak, Dvorak had two assists. Gallagher had a goal and assist. Um, That's that's the, the positive I'm taking from this game, that they didn't just rely on the first line to do all the scoring. Which is what they need to do to go down. The, and I'll say this, Montebo, I didn't think had a bad game, even though he let five goals in. I think uh, he played well. He kept the team in the game, and it reminded me of the old uh, Grant Fuhr days when they used to win six, seven, six. But he made that one save. That, uh, but no, I thought he played well. And everyone knows I was the hardest critique of Montebu last year. So, anyone who didn't watch the game and see the
1: four, six, five, six goals. Good game. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. He uh, he definitely wasn't the reason they lost that game. No, not at all.
0: And but another, I'm going to give one more positive here, and one that's that I find is is topical at the moment, and that's Nick Suzuki scoring from behind the net, and that gave him a shooting percentage of 35 percent. To me. If you're scoring from behind the net, I think your shooting percentage is going to stay sustainable.
3: He's actually 28% right now. Overall, but tonight's game. Tonight's game. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. So you're saying yeah, tonight's Yeah. Well, he's he's 28 overall. So, I mean, that's going to drop everyone. It's going to.
1: Yeah, he's totally.
3: Isn't he in the top 10 in points now? Isn't that the first time we've had someone yes, in the top is. ten in points in like a hundred years? Totally overpaid.
0: One of the worst contracts in the NHL.
3: I don't even know who you are.
0: <laughs> this delusional fan base that can think of anything other than that. Deranged. I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I don't. Deranged. Understand.
3: I don't even know why you're you're talking about it because I don't know
1: who you are. I've never heard of you. <laughs> Into your house, man. Never heard of you. Call <laughs>
3: yourself a you're a writer and I never heard of you. I don't even know why. <laughs> you're trying to tell people that no one cares about anything?
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. It's I'm going to use my faulty codes and my faulty numbers and put them behind a paywall. And then tell you you're stupid for not understanding what you're not willing to pay for too much money to get
3: and then and then say no one reads it anyway and then call people out when they say no one reads your stuff yes (laughs) even though you just said that anyway whatever yes (laughs) we are nobodies.
0: we are nobodies but you our listeners are somebody to us we truly enjoy the fact that you guys have been tuning in and listening now that we're over with Crier Media and we're on mass, uh, on uh, megaphone, um, I've noticed a little bit of a bump in our, our listening numbers. And I want to thank you guys for helping us with that. Uh, be sure to keep telling all your friends about us. We don't care if they hate us and they're listening to us just to make fun of us, as long as they're listening. And again, keep. The emails coming, keep the suggestions coming, keep the the interaction on social media coming. Um, on a note, there's some there's some concern that Twitter might die. And like every social media, I, eventually they do. Like MySpace is dead. They moved on. So if Twitter does go down, we have now moved over to Mastodon. The show and ourselves are all on uh, YouTube. Instagram, Facebook, uh,
2: Twitter, big on Twitter.
0: T- t- well, well, it's going to, it's, 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 it's
2: not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere.
0: I've yeah.
2: uh, talked to Elon
0: it and might whatever, have said, it might've said parody.
2: I might've said parody afterwards, yeah. but
0: whatever app shows up afterwards, <laughs> we can call it Twitter, you know, it's Twitter without Elon Musk. I just uh, hope I
1: get my
3: I just hope I get my eight bucks back if this goes down. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: so much sure. for editing yeah. tweets now. And the most important thing to, to take out of all this are to our listeners, make sure you subscribe. All right. Make sure you subscribe yes. on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast, etc. So when we have our new content that
3: comes out, you're gonna be the first one that gets gonna be able to see it. When we get a thousand subscribers, I will
0: do a show with my shirt off. <laughs>
2: ding 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 and ding, ding, ding.
0: <laughs> we will give away we will definitely give away a montreal canadians jersey
3: yes maybe unless twitter goes down <laughs> and then we might not be
0: <laughs> i've got another one up here an authentic jersey fight strap and all Anyway, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank you guys for interacting with us. And I want to again reiterate we really appreciate everything that you guys do to help us make this community that much more fun. And remember, if you're talking about it, so are we. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast.